Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Today is June 2nd, 2022, and our first story, a shocking new poll from the Southern Poverty Law Center shows that around half of Americans believe a civil war is coming and that young Democrat men overwhelmingly support political assassinations, but also around one third of Republican men support that as well. And a comparable number, 40% of Republican women, young Republican women, also support assassinations. Something dark may be coming to this country. In our next story, Amber Heard's defeat in the Johnny Depp lawsuit is the death knell for the Me Too movement, and the corporate woke press is panicking. In our last story, the Daily Wire slammed by a cyber attack trying to shut down the premiere of What is a Woman? Wokeness is losing, so maybe there is a light at the end of the tunnel. If you like the show, give us a good review, leave us five stars, and share the show with your friends. Now, let's get into that first story. A new survey put out by the Southern Poverty Law Center shows a distressingly high level of support for assassinating politicians among young Democratic men. And upon reading that, not a single conservative was surprised because they're like, yo, Antifa's been going around smashing up windows, burning down buildings, and they even killed a dude in Portland. I think like 30 people died in the George Floyd riot. So this is not surprising to people on the right, but it does show we are dangerously close to a civil war. And that's not my opinion. It's actually the opinion found in this poll. About half the country believes a second civil war is fast approaching. And we have more op-eds in the mainstream media saying that another civil war is coming. But the Washington Times, while they do accurately point out there is a distressingly high level of support for assassinating politicians among Democratic men. What they don't include in their headline is there is a distressingly high amount of support for assassinating politicians among young Republican women and about a third of Republican men. I am of the opinion that we are in the precursor to civil war if we're talking about hardcore violence. If we're talking about some kind of futuristic fourth and fifth generational warfare, I think we're in it now. But as I frequently cite Stephen Marsh, the author of the book, The Next Civil War, he says we're in civil strife. And that's when people are dying at a certain rate over political issues. Yeah, I think we're there. I think we've got a political elite civil war happening where you've got Donald Trump. 
he, you know, he's got his uh, interests with the Durham probe going after Clinton and her camp. And we all think they did wrong. And Joe Biden, I believe, is corrupt as they come. But they're firing back saying, no, it was Trump. Trump should go to jail. When both sides, regardless of who's right or wrong, are pointing at each other saying, arrest that person. That's how you know we're getting dangerously close to a legitimate civil war. The, the first civil war in the United States was particularly unique in that several different jurisdictions, the sovereign states in this country, were seceding. And then the union tried to keep things together. Typically, civil wars, as we've seen throughout history, are pockets of the same country. The culture breaks. It's usually rural versus conservative or something like that. I'm sorry, rural versus urban, not rural versus conservative, rural versus urban areas fighting. It wasn't necessarily all that different. You had the developed north and the south. But with the states, it was kind of different. We're now starting to see something that's more akin to historically um, consistent civil war in that different pockets of this country are adopting different views and we're dangerously close to severe acts of violence and political turmoil. I have a lot of people that like to tell me I'm wrong about civil war and all that stuff. And the first thing I say is, guys, I'm just reading the news and giving you my thoughts on what other people are reporting. To be fair, we launched TimCast.com and we have original reporting now as well. But for the most part, I'm taking a look at the conflict, the context, and what the expert assessment is. Early on in 2018, when I would bring this up, people would just be like, oh, please, Tim, you're exaggerating. It's not going to happen. And then January 6th happened, and many on the left immediately said, okay, you know, maybe we were wrong about that. Conservatives then fired back, said, oh, the Democrats are now hamming it up, trying to stoke fears about the Republicans. And I'm just like, I don't care about your tribe. I think we are heading in this direction. January 6th is a really good example for two reasons. The first, to the Democrat, they believe a bunch of Trump supporters tried to seize the seat of government. Now, for people who pay attention to the news, you know that it was basically a riot that was fairly directionless. Some people are being charged with conspiracy. We'll see what happens. A lot of people bumbled their way, way in and took selfies with police officers. All in all, several hundred people. Not that big a deal, but still pretty shocking. What is a big deal, in my opinion, is what should be shocking to people on the right. And that is the near indefinite detention and solitary confinement of those who were arrested on January 6th. People have long talked about that. If you're on the right and you think ah, January 6th was not an insurrection, I don't care. Look what they're doing to people. Look what the power of the federal government is doing to people. How, how can you not believe that this country is, how, how can you think we're not on the verge of some kind of chaotic circumstance, civil war, whatever you want to call it? Sussman, Clinton lawyer, lies to the FBI, so they say. He's acquitted. Donald Trump calls it a corrupt legal system. If you're on the right, you take a look at 2020, and many people, many conservatives believe that was an insurrection. A lot of the rules were changed. There was unilateral decision-making from governors, and that's what they, you know, they cite. On the left, they just say January 6th. Either way, the Southern Poverty Law Center, while I'm not a big fan, I don't think they can be trusted, they use an outside group to conduct this study. And when the study shows that Democrats, young ones, are actually more supportive of assassination, I'm like, well, you know, they may be biased, but think about what that really means. What? Young Democrats are even more likely to want to support assassinating people? This poll is rather shocking. But I will say this before we get into it. Take it with a grain of salt. Nonprofits need to stoke fear to generate revenue. They need to convince you the end is nigh so you give them money. Considering that what they've reported does play into my personal biases, I'm willing to accept it. I'm also willing to point out confirmation bias, but I would actually counter that with this argument. 
when the SPLC, who typically does not agree with me, does, well, then I think you've got something unique. Looking at everything I've seen, I think I can make a fair argument for why we are heading towards civil war. If the Southern Poverty Law Center comes out and agrees and also says it actually is young Democrats who are more supportive of the violence, you know, we know that, right? Or do we just believe it? If the left and the right believe it, it's more likely to be true and not confirmation bias. Take it all with a grain of salt. I can't read the future. Maybe it is just bunk information trying to get you to give them money. But let's read. Before we get started, my friends, head over to TimCast.com and become a member by clicking that beautiful sign up button in the top right to support our work as a member. You will get access to exclusive, unfamily friendly, don't have your kids watch this stuff, episodes of the TimCast IRL podcast Monday through Thursday at 11 p.m. You'll be supporting our journalists and our opinion writers and our infrastructure. With your support, we will keep doing more of this awesome work and we are expanding our operation and hiring new journalists all the time. We're trying to hire them all the time and we're doing the best we can. But don't forget to smash that like button, subscribe to this channel and share this video everywhere you can. Post it on, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, whatever. That's grassroots marketing that you cannot buy. If everybody who really believed in the work we did shared our content, we'd be bigger than the corporate press overnight. Let's read the first story from the Washington Times. Distressingly high level of support for assassinating politicians among young Democratic men. More than half of Republicans believe the U.S. is drifting toward another civil war, according to a new poll released Wednesday by the Southern Poverty Law Center, which said it detected evidence of radicalization among both Democrats and the GOP. I want to pause right there. I like to state often that the Democrats say the same thing about Republicans, Republicans say about the Democrats. The left says the same thing about the right, the right says about the left. Our good friend Ian Crossland over at TimCast IRL often brings up, you say these things about the left, Tim, but they say the exact same things about us. So, so what is this? You know, who are we supposed to believe? And I say, hold your horses there, mister. The left believed Jesse Smollett. They believed Covington. They believed hands up, don't shoot. They believed the Kyle Rittenhouse lies. They believed the Ahmed Arbery story. They believed all of these things which were debunked. They believed Russiagate, which was debunked after tens of millions of dollars. They believed Ukraine gate, which was once again debunked. And I've got a high standard for what debunking is. They believe all of the lies from the establishment that have to be retracted. The Republicans tend to be the more skeptical ones and don't trust it. And they are more likely to believe civil war is coming. You know what that means to me? The Democrats are less likely to believe it's coming because they're not paying attention. You go to you go to a Democrat and ask them, what do you think about Antifa when they when they killed that Trump supporter in Portland? They're going to say, what are you talking about? That didn't happen. Go to a Democrat and say, what do you think about when Joe Biden admitted to a quid pro quo with Ukraine? They'll say, what are you talking about? That didn't happen. That's why they think it's not happening. They, they claim it's radicalization. The Republicans think it's happening. No, it's paying attention. The survey taken in late April covering 1,500 adults, also found a distressingly, distressingly high level of support for assassinating politicians whom the respondents believed were harming the country or our democracy. Full stop. Young Republican women were comparable in their support for assassination. Granted, young Democratic man was the highest number. 
Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds, and stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKSeedKits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. ArcSeedKits.com. They say young Democratic men were the most agreeable to the idea, with 44 percent saying they could countenance such an assassination. Younger Republican women ranked second, with 40 percent approving of the idea. Older folks, defined as those 50 and older, were not fans of assassination, no matter their party or gender. This could explain why 44 percent of all respondents said the U.S. seems headed toward a civil war in the near future, including 53 percent of Republicans and 39 percent of Democrats. The mood overall is pessimistic, pessimistic, this SPLC concluded, warning that it saw particular worry, particularly worrying signs that Republicans, if they make political gains, could erode rights of the marginalized in our society. Is that their takeaway from this? Let me tell you the truth, my friends. And let's jump to the article from the SPLC, Partisanship and Violence, Section 4. Let's go straight to assassinations. In this graph, It says total approval for assassinating a politician who is harming the country or our democracy. Younger Democrat women, 32 percent agreed. Older Democrat women, 9 percent agreed. Younger Democratic men with the largest number, 44 percent agreed. Older Democratic men, 6 percent. Younger Republican women, 40 percent. Older Republican women, 10 percent agreed. Younger Republican men, 10 percent lower than Democrats at 34 percent in agreement. Older Republican men, 6%. So let's play a game. You take a look at the older generation, older Democratic and Republican women, and it's 9 or 10%. Older Democratic and Republican men, 6%. What did I tell you guys? I was right. I'm taking this one because I'm not often right when I make predictions. But when I look at all of the data, and this is months ago, and then I say, here's what I think we're seeing. I don't know if I'm right. And then we get data coming out that backs up that claim. Perhaps the SPLC watches my content. And they're like, you know, we think Tim Pool is right. So let's put out a study that proves it. No, I think what's happening is we're now seeing data reflecting exactly what I said. When they come out and say that 44% of this country believes a civil war is coming, they're including the older generation that lives in a completely different reality to young people. And we see it in the support for feminism. In the same study, I talked about this in an earlier segment, but let me point this out. If you remove those who are 50 and up from this poll, the percentage of people who support violence doubles, basically doubles. Older people overwhelmingly oppose the violence. Overwhelmingly. So if you do just young people, you have a very large amount of support. In fact, a greater than one third percentage of young people in favor of assassinating people. That's crazy. Approval for us. No. 
I'm a millennial. I'm one of these younger individuals. I don't know where they'd put me on this map. Probably Republicans. I voted Republican last time. I say no. 34% of younger Republican men say yes. Well, we are the majority that saying no to this crazy stuff. But a lot of people, they don't say that. Total approval for threatening a politician who is harming our, harming our country or democracy. Now everything jumps. Republican men are more in favor than Democratic men of threatening it. This is where it gets crazy. 40% of young Democratic men support threatening a politician, but 44% support assassinating. You know what that means? Republicans all bark no bite. They will wag their finger at you, but they won't do anything about it. Democrats are the opposite. They won't give you the benefit of the doubt. They want to retain the element of surprise. That 4% between the two, that means 4% of these Democrat young men are like, I wouldn't want to warn them that I'm going to do it. They would just go do it. That's crazy. Support for threats are very high. But again, among the older generation, it is low. Between 11 and 17%, older Democratic men support threats more than uh, uh, older Republican men. Here we go. Total approval for participating in a political political revolution, even if it is violent in its ends. Younger Republican men, 45%, the largest number. So when the Washington Times comes out and says, distressing number of Democratic men want you know support assassination, I think it's bad. It is true, but I wouldn't frame it that way. I mean, honestly, I'd love to grab any one of these single stats and put out the shock content. I can't do that. That's not reality. If I were to put out a headline saying young Republican men overwhelmingly support political revolution, I mean, that's true, but it's comparable at 42 percent from among young Democrats. The reality is much more balanced than that. Young people favor violence and revolution more than old people. So here's what I was right about. When the 50 and older crowd age out, retire or die, you will have the majority of this country in favor of war. Now, it's a possibility that we're not seeing data, a more nuanced and granular view of these things. It's possible that there's another bracket. Maybe Gen Z is more or even less supportive of violence. Maybe 20 to 30 year olds don't want any violence at all, in which case it's an element of the millennials. Millennials get in charge. They may go nuts, but the younger people don't have an appetite for violence. It ain't going to happen. I don't think that's the case, though. I think you're going to see among younger and older people you're going to, uh, I'm sorry, a, a young, younger and older younger people is what I mean to say. Like a 45-year-old a and a 20-year-old will probably have comparable, well, um, what's the right word? It, it, it will scale. I'll put it that way. A 45-year-old will be less in favor of violence, but still more so in favor of violence than the older crowd. And as you get younger, I believe it skews further and further towards support of violence. Back at the Washington Times, they say, quote, no political outcomes are inevitable, but our results show that a substantial effort on the part of activists, institutions and government will be required if we hope to secure a multiracial democracy and prevent partisan violence. There it is. What they're saying right there. Civil war is inevitable, in my opinion. I should rephrase, rephrase that. I believe there is a greater than chance probability civil war is coming. I shouldn't say inevitable. I, what I mean to say is it looks like the dominoes are falling over and they will eventually knock over that large red domino of civil war. Let me let me say this. If we hope to secure a multiracial democracy. 
Stephen Marsh said within this country, there are two governments, a multicultural democracy and a constitutional republic. Those are the real factions here, not left or right, whatever. I believe in a constitutional republic. I believe that we have rules we agree, we agree with and that we can amend the Constitution, but we have to have an anchor to agree upon. The other side wants a multiracial or multicultural democracy. That is not the foundation of this country. Democracy. Now, multiracial is fine. I mean, we're a multiracial constitutional republic, but a multicultural democracy is not the foundation of this country. It is a revolution. And that's what the SPLC wants. And that's why they weaponize and smear people like Andy No or people like me. The funny thing is, the reason young Democrats overwhelmingly support assassination is because of the SPLC. That's a reality. They sow hatred. The SPLC wants to make sure that those on the left despise hate as much as possible. It's the only way you can condition someone to support violence by making them hate. In an article from Al Jazeera, the U.S. is heading for a civil war. Today, the U.S. is much closer to the conditions that led to its civil war in 1861 than most Americans would dare admit. From Donald Earl Collins, lecturer of history at American University in Washington, D.C. People like Peyton Gendron, I'm not going to read these names. Their acts of racist and xenophobic terror have aimed to cower the potential political and economic power a black and brown majority population in the U.S. wield by the 2040s. I'm not going to read the names of these people because they want their names read. But this guy goes on after saying their name several times. He goes on to mention the eco-fascist national socialists murder of black, fo- black folks and et cetera, et cetera. This guy's clearly on the other side of the political debate, whatever. But I don't think he's wrong. I think he's just viewing things from the other side. They want a multicultural democracy. Let me show you something that's really, really funny. I pointed this out when it, and I did an earlier segment on feminism. We can see that in the same SPLC poll, even young Democratic men don't like feminism, which is really funny. They say 47 percent say gender ideology corrupted American culture. The majority of young Democrat men, young Democrat men say, uh, let, let me let me grab the feminism one. Men should be represented and valued more. 60 percent of young Democrat men. Feminism has done more harm than good. 46 percent of young Democrat men. This is crazy. But the Great Replacement, this is where I think things get, we're, we're headed towards civil war. Let me, let me show you these numbers. Section one, here's what they say. Do you feel the changing demographics of America pose a threat to white Americans? If yes you know, or, or, or no. 67% of Democrats saying no. 30% of Republicans saying no. 45% of independents saying no. But let me show you this. They say, as you know, the demographic makeup of America is changing and becoming more diverse. With the U.S. Census estimating white people will be a minority in approximately 25 years. Generally speaking, do you find these changes to be very positive, somewhat positive, negative, or very negative? Somewhat positive among Democrats, 36. Very positive, 27. That is to say 63% of Democrats think it is positive white people are going to be a minority. So what's the great replacement? Well, I suppose there's two ways to look at it. The SPLC would probably frame it in the more conspiratorial way that there is an effort to reduce the amount of white people. I think many white people would probably phrase it in, well, many of the, the, the more fringe right, white identitarian elements might say the same thing. I think the reality is just that white people aren't having kids. White conservatives are having kids. 
But if white liberals aren't having kids, this is the funny thing about the white nationalists. When white nationalists try and defend like being white or like white people, I'm, I'm like, dude, it is white liberals that are pushing all of the ideas you're complaining about. So I don't know what you're trying to say. Anyway, I digress. I think it is terrifying and psychotic that anyone would find it positive that white people would become a minority. That to me is psychotic. I also question why someone would view it as a negative, but questioning is not psychotic. I mean, there's obvious reasons why some people would be concerned about being a minority because, I don't know, racial minorities get oppressed. Is that right? Well, I understand that. But here's my point. I said this in the other segment. You'll hear it again if you're listening to the podcast. I, I don't care about race. I really don't. I care about values. And the people who think it's a positive element that white people are becoming a minority have weird values. They are identitarians. I don't care about any of the racial stuff. No, I just want meritocracy, personal responsibility, and constitutional values. It is the Constitution and our founding documents that allowed this country to become so great. A multicultural democracy would just be majority rule and it would not be fun. But let me show you why I think this is where we're headed. The Financial Times, is America heading for a civil war? It keeps coming up. I am not making this up. Disbelieve it, say it's not true. That's fine. I don't care. I'm not saying I know for a fact. I'm saying in my opinion, I believe we are heading in that direction. And I very well may be wrong. But let me show you some things to, um, I don't know, darken your day. Let me just say before I do that. I, I'm actually fairly optimistic. The night is always darkest before the dawn. And just because bad things may be coming doesn't mean life will be bad in general. I think we'll come out on top. I think we will survive. And I think in the end, we will find our path. 60% say Trump should, should have been convicted in impeachment trial. Okay, that's political lawfare. From Forbes, majority of Americans want Trump criminally charged, removed from office. This is in January. Okay. From the Washington Post. This is from May 3rd. Slight majority say Trump should be charged with crime over January 6th roll. Poll finds. Wow, they want to arrest the former president. How about this one? Most Democrats want Hillary Clinton investigated for any role in the Russiagate scandal. Okay, there's some unity there. State lawmakers call vandalism at women's centers terrorism, offering reward. Yeah, what? We know Trump supporters have, were, were chanting lock her up and stuff like that. We've got the political level. Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump going at each other. We've got Trump's people getting charged. We've got Clinton's people getting charged. I don't know who will win in that, in that regard. But when there's no accountability for wrongdoing, regardless of which side you're on, you're saying there's no accountability. Then people start to embrace violence because they feel there's no other way. I believe it was JFK who said those who make peaceful revolution impossible make violent revolution inevitable. Here's a story for you. From the Washington Post, four homes tied to journalists hit with bricks graffitied with spray paint. The Vandal Ward, it's just the beginning. Okay, okay, it's one guy. Calm down, everybody. But still, this is just the beginning. I'll tell you what I think really drives us. And it's Joe Biden's fault. From Fox Business, gas prices soar past $8 per gallon at California gas station. Chevron pointed to a variety of factors outside of its control that contributed to the eye-popping price. Yeah, Joe Biden played a big role in this. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's Joe Biden or Donald Trump or anybody. What matters is when people can't eat, people get mad. That's it. Let's take a look at AAA. 
Triple A's today's na- uh, today's Triple A national average four dollars and seventy one cents, seventy one point five cents. They say for pump prices, is this the calm before the storm? Yo, what's going to happen when people are going to the gas station and it's eighty to a hundred bucks? They're going to get angry. They're going to get really angry. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. They're not going to be able to eat. And if they can't eat, it doesn't matter what your politics are. What matters is they will try and they will smash windows and they will fight. And people will just say outright, I am mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. When the violence start starts, then the revolutionaries say now's our chance. Take a look at France. Let them eat cake. In the French Revolution. Well, you know, I read a little bit about... Um, let them eat cake. And it's apocryphal, I suppose, was not truly said by Marie Antoinette. But um, what may have been said was something akin to this, like, why don't they just eat brioche? The point being made here, you know, as younger, I didn't really understand let them eat cake. I'm like, let them eat cake. Why? Like, were they being denied the cake? The point was the idea is more easily summarized. If you said the poor people are starving, why don't they just eat brioche? Because they don't have any. And that's what the wealthy didn't understand. Brioche is enriched bread. It has cream, and I think it does, and egg in it, meaning more protein. I like brioche is amazing, by the way. And I think they do like an egg glaze on top or whatever. Your regular bread, like flour, water, and maybe yeast or something, less nutritionally dense. And so the idea was that as the French uh, people were starving, the, the royalty and the nobles were just like, let them have fancy bread. And it's like, they don't. There's none. There's no food. You know, they got to eat. I didn't understand. And then the people came and tore it all down. But as Steve Bannon pointed out in Timcast IRL, it wasn't until the women came out that something changed. I have to wonder then. I have to wonder about these polls from the Southern Poverty Law Center. Again, I'm not saying you should trust them. You know, they need to make money. And so they're going to tell you there's great problems, but they are saying Democrat men are the most likely to assassinate. But then take a look at the younger Republican women. 40% support assassination. 31% support threats. You heard what I said about the young Republican men. If 31% don't support threats, but 9 more percent support assassination, that 9% is not going to warn you. They support just doing it. That's crazy. And then we have 30% say they support revolution. I don't know if we have enough support of the young women yet for anything to truly happen. Because it will take those younger Democrat uh, and Republican women. And they're less inclined towards the violence. Although young Republican women are the second most likely to support assassination. (laughs) That's freaky. But here we go, man. The media lies. They generate hate. The SPLC lies. They generate hate. Everybody does. Look, even the Washington Times with their with their framing of the headline. 
distressingly high level of support for assassinating politicians among young Democratic men. It is true. But anybody who just sees that headline won't realize young Republican women are almost the same level of have almost the same level of support for assassination. That's why it's important to just be like, everybody's going crazy and being driven crazy. So what are you doing? Are you preparing? The idea of prepping, isn't that crazy? You know, when I was younger, preppers were nuts. We had problems. But now when you have lecturers of history at the American University in D.C. saying the Civil War is is coming, Financial Times is saying Civil War may be coming. Many celebrities, uh, I'm sorry, uh, not celebrities, high profile Democrats, activists saying Civil War is coming or that we're in it or that it'll be a peaceful divorce. A peaceful divorce always leads to civil war. I don't understand why anyone would deny it. Why would you argue it's not coming? You can make arguments. You can say that the wokeness is losing, you know. But I think tribal hatred is the most important factor. Right now, there is no economic incentive for a progressive to tell the truth about me. None. And that means they will say the worst possible things to make all of their fans hate me instead of actually listening to what I have to say. That makes them money. Now, I do have an economic incentive and a moral imperative to give you adequate information on Democrats, which is why when I see this story, I make sure to point out the full context of the SPLC's poll, that it's not just Democrat men. I mean, even young Republicans, a third of them do support assassination. That's crazy. The Washington Times, they do mention it, but not in their headline. They should have. I personally think there's a moral imperative to make sure you know the truth so that we can pull through this and survive. But in the end, I'm not sure it really matters. I'm not sure it really matters because as the older generation ages out, passes on, and those who support violence increasingly take over, you're going to see more and more violence. You are going to see more young people support chaos, conflict, and civil war because they don't know the ravages of war. Maybe the real issue is that older generation knows war. Many of them saw Vietnam. Not, not, you know, mostly the boomers, 50 plus. And so they're just like, you don't want to see war, man. You don't understand. You do not get it. You don't. When the supply lines are cut off, let's think about the things you haven't realized yet. Let's say uh, you live in a city. Your toilet going to work? What about water? What about when your supply, the water supply line gets cut off upstream and the water supply in the city goes out and the city's left in chaos? Have you thought about that? What about if you stub your toe and get an infection? Sorry, antibiotics are reserved for the war effort. And we actually don't make them. They're made in China. There's nothing for you. We got to cut your toe off. Get some antiseptics, man. I bought a bunch of mouthwash. Mouthwash is an excellent, excellent antiseptic. You can put it on cuts. I'm not going to tell you what to do. Take medical advice from medical doctors. I just think that, you know, I thought to myself this a while ago. What is one of the most important common items in the home that is important? that is damn near impossible to synthesize without assistance. I don't know, maybe antiseptics. Some people mention it's actually not that hard to make um, methanol, wood alcohols, or to ferment, say, something into like into alcohol. It's actually not that difficult, but it does take time. Fair point. I don't know if the alcohol content of like wine would be enough, but you can probably, you know, turn it, you know, very, very quickly into an antiseptic. I don't know. Maybe um, some kind of anti- antimicrobial cream. I guess honey can work for that too. So what is it? Plastics? 
bullets? No idea. I don't know if you'll need it. I really don't. A lot of people keep saying civil war is coming. And more and more evidence is stacking up that the predictions I was making years ago actually turn out to be correct. And that's what scares me. What scares me is when this guy from Al Jazeera is writing that it's race, it's race based war that's coming. Because I've said that before. If the left keeps pushing identitarianism, young white men will form white identitarian groups out of, out of necessity. And then when they do, fighting happens. And who's the majority? I do not believe that we will see a peaceful transition from a white majority to a white minority. I don't. Because what we're already seeing is racists attacking people. I'm not saying it's the apocalypse and I'm not blaming all white people. I'm blaming racial identitarianism and the left. They're pushing it. So if you tell everyone to form to form a group based on identity that excludes white people just exclusively, those white people are going to form their own group. That's where things start getting scary and breaking down. But as I often say, I guess we'll just have to sit back and see. But do what you can. Next segment's coming up at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all then. You can call it a victory for Johnny Depp. Though he didn't win exactly what he wanted, he won on his counts of defamation. Amber Heard won on one count because Johnny Depp's lawyer called what she wrote a hoax. So it is kind of weird, but Johnny Depp did win. Amber Heard is basically on the hook for about $8 million, even though they awarded Johnny Depp 15. There's a cap on how much he can get. He wanted 50. Eh. Amber Heard is not going to be able to pay this. Her career is effectively over. And this is the death knell of the Me Too movement. So thus, we are seeing progressive media outlets lose their minds because this is terrible. You're supposed to believe all women no matter what. But Amber Heard, she's a liar. Well, at least that's what the jury says. She defamed Johnny Depp. I have several, several articles for you talking about how this is disastrous. What does this mean? It means don't lie. It means we don't blindly just believe someone who accused someone else. How insane was it that we were, we were developing a culture that said, I don't care what's true. I care that someone accused you and that someone was a victim or an oppressed person. The tides, they are a changing, my friends. The Daily Wire published their documentary, What is a Woman? And it is absolutely fantastic. What is a woman.com? Shout out to Matt Walsh and the Daily Wire crew. Big fan of the stuff those guys are doing. And ladies, and the other night when they released this, they were slammed by a DDoS attack. You know what this means? The woke forces are recoiling. They are losing ground. Meritocracy, liberty, responsibility are winning. And these were liberal values, equality of opportunity. But something changed. For some reason, over the past 10 years, 12 years, well, maybe 14 or 15, we have seen a major cultural shift from liberal and conservative shared values around meritocracy into this weird leftist, I wouldn't even, a victimocracy, where the more oppressed you are, the more you're supposed to be believed. No, I don't care about Johnny Depp or Amber Heard for the most part. I think they are both drunkard, celebrity, crazy Hollywood types. People have made accusations about Johnny Depp. Sure, whatever, man. But Johnny Depp was defamed. And we were supposed to just believe Amber Heard because, well, believe all women. Even now, leftist media outlets recognize this is a death knell for me, too. Because not only did Amber Heard lose, the crazy thing is, 
Her career is over. That's right. If you make a false accusation, you will have your career destroyed. Now, Johnny Depp's fortunate that Amber Heard made a bunch of statements and there were recordings of things. He was able to win and he had the money to win. Many people don't. For the past several years, we've heard all of these stories about men who were falsely accused and they never get exonerated. Their lives remain destroyed. I don't know how much Johnny Depp can actually recover from this. He already had to spend legal fees. Amber Heard's not going to be able to pay him anything, but he does have a cultural victory. Let me show you some of these sources. Here's Vice News. Oh, you got to love it. Breaking. After a jury heard a string of texts from Johnny Depp saying he wanted to burn Amber Heard and that he would F her burnt corpse to, quote, make sure she is dead, they decided Heard defamed Depp and acted with malice. Can you just see it? I think most of you can. I think most of you understand. Let me break this down for you guys. It doesn't matter what Johnny Depp told Amber Heard privately. Malice doesn't mean anger or malintent. Malice meant in a legal context that Amber Heard either knew she was lying about Johnny Depp or acted with reckless disregard for the truth. The jury ultimately decided that she was responsible for this. Now, this is a crazy standard, a burden uh, uh, for for those who are uh, suing for defamation. If someone accuses me of doing something I didn't do, tip and and I'm like, hey, that's not true. I never did that. First, do you have damages? You've got to prove actual damages. That's crazy to me because you don't even know what the damages will be. I mean, for Johnny Depp, he got booted off movies. So there you go. Then after that, you've got to prove they either knew they were lying or they acted with reckless disregard for the truth. That is the standard for public figures. There's pros and there are cons to it. I think for the most part, there's there's a, there's a benefit in that if I say something on this YouTube video or this podcast that's not true, but I have good intentions, then there's what's called, a, you know, it's public participation. And often people would try to sue someone else to stop them from having these conversations, not because it was actually um, defamatory. Meaning, you know, someone might be like, you know, Donald Trump did this thing or Joe Biden did this thing. And then Joe Biden would sue me so that I wouldn't ever criticize him ever again. So there are protections and they're not all bad. But the burden is kind of crazy that you can have people say things that are overtly false and we can't even get discovery. That's crazy here. So anyway, malice. No, Johnny Depp wasn't maliciously going after Amber Heard and Amber Heard wasn't maliciously going after Johnny Depp, although that may be the case. The ruling was that she knew what she was saying was not true. They got really mad about this. Look, quote, I'm heartbroken that the mountain of evidence still was not enough to stand up to the disproportionate power, influence and sway of my ex-husband. Who's this is the weirdest thing to me. They're so desperate to maintain their woke agenda that they're on the wrong side of history. Most people do not like Amber Heard in this after everything we've heard. Let me pull it up for you. Amber Heard pushes Johnny Depp to, quote, tell the world he's a victim of domestic violence on taped phone call. See how many people believe you. Yo, Johnny Depp was being was the victim I mean, I think they're both, you know, screaming at each other and stuff. But Johnny Depp was victimized. And she said, see who believes you. Wielding the cudgel of me too against him, saying, you know, no one will believe you. They'll believe me. Well, guess what? Nobody did. Well, I don't know. Vice apparently does. Let me show you what else we got. Here's a good one from Salon.com. As Johnny Depp wins his defamation suit, quote, believe all women loses. 
The outcome advocates for domestic abuse survivors have been fearing will resonate throughout the culture. Good. Believe all women. This is an insane idea. It's a Martin Bailey. It's a Martin Bailey, right? The idea being, I, I always get this wrong, but I think the Bailey is the, 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 the field and then you retreat to the Mott, the fortress. Maybe I'm, I, always get, I always mix them up. Here's what they do. They say, you have to believe all women. And then when you say something like, well, I don't have to believe them. We have to investigate. No, 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 no. We're not saying that they're right. This is, this is, the, this is the Bailey. We're, uh, the, or I'm sorry, that's the Mott. The Bailey is you must believe all women no matter what. And then when you say people like Amber Heard lie, they retreat to the mind. No, no, we're just saying that if someone makes an accusation, the police should investigate. Well, which is it? Do we believe them or do we take into consideration? That's the dirty game they play with these manipulations. Believe all women. Yet what they're trying to tell you is that if a woman says it happened, it happened, period. And then when we come out and say Amber Heard lied, they say, no, 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 we don't mean just assume it happened. We're saying just, you know, it should be taken seriously. Mm -hmm. Yeah, here we go. We got more. Slate, front page, the real lesson of the disastrous outcome in the Depp Heard trial. Disastrous. She lied about Johnny Depp. She has to pay him. The media is cowering. Oh, they're scared. Uh Uh-oh, defamation laws are coming for you. Amber Heard running this op-ed in the Washington Post. Johnny, are you going to sue the Washington Post next? I think you should, to be completely honest. Here's the actual article. They say truth was never the point. The Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial illustrates the dangerous potential of defamation suits to silence critics, punish enemies and spread disinformation. Oh, you love to see it, don't you? Here's the Daily Beast. Hollywood feminist deafening silence on Amber Heard. Why have the once vocal Time's Up crowd turned a blind eye to the injustices Heard has faced in front of the world? Amazing. Now, here's some interesting facts. They say Depp had previously lost a libel suit in the UK against the Sun after the tabloid branded him a wife beater with the judge finding that Depp had committed 12 of the 14 alleged incidents of violence against Heard. While she didn't name Depp in the Washington Post article, the Pirates of the Caribbean star and his defense his defense team argued that Heard's implicit allegations hindered his career. Simultaneously, the jury sided with Heard on one of her claims that Depp's lawyer, Adam Waldman, defamed her when he called her abuse allegations a hoax, sending a rather perplexing sending message to victims of intimate partner violence and setting a troubling precedent for domestic abuse cases to come. That's absolutely amazing. Let me um, let me see if I can pull up something. Uh, do I have the uh, I? All right, here we go. Wait. Yeah. OK, here we go. Two X chromosomes on Reddit. Feminist subreddit. They got their big old pride flag for Pride Month. They say, welcome to 2X Chromosomes, a subreddit for both serious and silly content and intended for women's perspectives. We are a welcoming subreddit to support the rights of all genders. In this post, someone said, does anyone else feel like the majority of men that are excited and obsessed over the Amber Heard and Johnny D trial are more into it because she's a woman who lost a case against a man and not because of men getting recognition for domestic violence? I feel like so many men are saying they're into it because of being uh, of it being eye opening for people to realize men can also be victims. But they are actually into it because of their misogyny. Oh, no. Misogyny. Am I alone in these thoughts? I'm also tired. I am also tired of men acting like domestic violence against men is something for women to take care of. And like we should be shocked it happens to them when our own autonomy is being stripped away. And we still have our own increasing domestic violence to deal with. That ends up with statistics for women being more likely to be maimed or killed uh, than men who are abused by women. Men who get abused by women typically don't suffer the degree of violence that women you know, who are abused by men. 
I would just like to point out to um, two X chromosomes, you don't get to make gendered arguments while simultaneously arguing that anyone can be any gender. If you want to make a point that biological females tend to be shorter, less body mass, less bone density, less collagen, less muscle mass. And for this, they are less likely to cause serious physical harm to a man when they beat him. And a man who has all of the opposite, more muscle mass, larger bone density, bigger grip, striking power. Yeah, that is a biological determinist argument to X chromosomes. Sorry. If you want to talk about physical biology, okay, don't come to me and claim that anyone can be any gender. Because when you say men and women in this context, I have no idea what you're talking about. Certainly a trans man beating a trans woman would have the inverse of what you're trying to claim. So the, the top comment is, I'm a survivor and I've had a lot of close friends who are men who were abused and afraid to come out. The shame, the mistrust is the same for all genders. Anyone who was being anti-female in this case was never going to be pro-female. Ah, there we are. They were never going to be an ally. They were never going to believe us, let alone believe their fellow men. I just don't associate with people like that. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah. Here's what I care about. I don't like women being beaten. I don't like men being beaten. I think it's fair to point out that a biological female is going to suffer more physical harm than a biological male. But there are... You know, it's not absolute. Some men tend to be tend to be smaller and more effeminate. And there can be large, burly women who beat effeminate men. It's just going to be the outlier. And the majority, the, uh, the, the middle of that bell curve is going to be women. The people who suffer the most in terms of physical harm will be female because men are more likely to. Women can, but men are more likely to. Men are more likely to be victims of violent crime but they're also more likely to be perpetrators of violent crime. Women do get attacked sometimes, and it is damaging because men are stronger on average. Well, here we go from the Daily Mail. No way back for Heard in Hollywood. Amber Heard faces career ruin and bankruptcy as she struggles to pay Johnny Depp's $8 million after losing bloody six-week court battle that has left her too icky for a studio. Amber Heard expected to appeal $8.35 million damages bill she was slapped with after Johnny Depp battle. Her uncertain financial situation means she could be bankrupt by the damages, according to legal experts. Let this be a, a warning, a call. Do not falsely accuse people. And if you have an actual claim against something and something to be said, you better not be a mutual abuser. If you are someone... So, so what the left is trying to say on this is that women won't want to come out and say anything because Amber Heard lost. But Amber Heard defamed Johnny Depp. That's the issue. If you are a victim, you go to the police. Now, it is true, man. Power is everything. And that's what the left truly understands. That's why they talk about power dynamics, and that's why they apply it to so many things. It is kind of dumb, but power does matter. When Gawker published this, uh, the Hulk Hogan tape, 
Peter Thiel was angry, not because of the Hulk Hogan thing. For now, that he was probably excited, to be honest. Uh, Peter Thiel was upset that Gawker had outed him and that could have gotten him killed. So he funded Hulk Hogan's lawsuit against the media outlet and Hulk Hogan was able to win. If Hulk Hogan didn't have that financial resource, the backing of Peter Thiel, he probably would not have been able to succeed. But it's kind of sad, isn't it? The reality is not that Johnny Depp was wielding disproportionate power. The reality is you need disproportionate power to defend yourself from false accusations and defamation. Don't get me wrong. I think Johnny Depp did some bad stuff, too. You know, and truth be told, I didn't watch every element of this trial. I didn't. And truth be told, I didn't watch a lot of it. A lot of people did. My The bigger point I'm, I'm bringing up here is a lot of people might say, you know, Amber Heard, she uh, she won one count because uh, Depp's lawyer said that it was a hoax. I'm sure, you know, there, there's elements of what Johnny Depp attacked, you know, Amber Heard, and she made her claims as well. I think ultimately the issue is we cannot live in a society where we just blindly believe women. That's it. Amber Heard should not be just given this blanket benefit of the doubt. An accusation is made. We say we will take that claim seriously. We will investigate it. And if we determine that it's true, well, then thank you for for coming forward. This is the craziest thing to me in the whole Me Too stuff with all of the false rape allegations that have been going on for so long. It's crazy to me that you had people saying preponderance of evidence. That's what they were doing in colleges, that a woman would come out and be like, this guy abused me. And they'd be like, did you? No. Well, what happened? We were drunk at a party. He brought me back to his apartment and abused me. And then the guy would be like, well, we did get drunk at a party. We did go to my apartment. I never abused her. Bah, the preponderance of evidence suggests the story may be true. You're out. And we saw people's lives destroyed by this. So you know what people are cheering for a lot in this case? It's that for, for, for several years, we saw Title IX used as a weapon at universities. Men had their lives destroyed by false allegations. Even when there were text messages from the women being like, I love it and I love you and please come over and let's do it again and things like that, didn't matter. The universities were like, well, you know, we don't want to be involved in this fight, so we're going to side with whatever the woman says because that's the nature of politics. But now we are seeing, get woke, go broke. Amber Heard, your career is done. Experts have suggested that there is no way back for Heard in Hollywood, adding that the dramatic six-week court battle has left the actress 36 too icky for a studio, raising questions about her career and future earnings. Now, that's ultimately bad news for Johnny, too. How is she going to pay him back? How is she going to pay him for this case if uh, she can't afford it? Heard faces a slew of problems in light of her trial defeat. In terms of, cur- of her career, Hollywood bosses are unlikely to, be, unlikely to consider her for roles going forward. Financially, the actress and witnesses alluded to her money troubles, while the huge outpouring of support for debt may lead to brands and companies avoiding her. Heard also may now struggle to honor various financial commitments, including to groups like the ACLU and the financial burden may curtail an activism career that has seen her support women's rights organizations. What do you got? She's got like Lindsay Lohan and Amy Schumer. She's got some of these uh, uh, left wing progressive outlets coming to her defense. I, I think we need to do process society. I don't care if you're a man or a woman. If an accusation is made, we take it seriously. The main question, however, will be how Heard will cover the huge damages bill, which she has 30 years to pay. And that right there, it's like, did Johnny Depp really win? Congratulations on your moral victory, Johnny. I got to say, I'm partly biased simply because I like to see people win their defamation cases. I have been defamed. It's cost me damages. 
And I ask people, like, what am I supposed to do? Do I, do I spend millions, 10, 10 million or whatever, or 5 million to file this case, to pay these legal fees, to go up against somebody who is def, who, who's judgment proof? Judgment proof meaning Amber Heard doesn't have the money to pay Johnny Depp. He was suing her for $50 million. Could he even win? Even if he wins, he wouldn't get anywhere near that amount of money. So there's a moral victory in that. And I'm glad that Johnny Depp filed this case. I'm glad that Johnny Depp pursued it. We want to see people stand up and fight back. And until they do, the, the bad grows. The reason that we saw so much of the woke feminist garbage, false accusations, is because people didn't have the means to fight back effectively. Well, Amber Heard went up against Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp wins. And let this be a message to all who would falsely accuse. People will fight back. And they can. And that's what they're truly scared about. First, and, 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 and I will say, firstly, they're, they're terrified about what this means for, for me, too. But I want to point out, too, with the, the original Vice thing that it pulled up. Imagine being someone outraged by this ruling and believing Vice News because you're too stupid to Google search the legal context of malice. They read this tweet written by someone who has no idea what they're talking about, who didn't ask for a lawyer's opinion and didn't do news. They said Johnny Depp saying he would burn Amber Heard, but they said she acted with malice, as if to imply malice literally meant malintent or anger or or resentment, when it literally meant they knew that she had reckless disregard for the truth or that she knew she was lying or that she had reckless disregard for the truth or she knew she was lying. The people who fall for the lies of the mainstream media People who read Vice News. I got to say, you know, it's really funny, too. Being the founding member of Vice News, I just it's it's sad. Oh, what Vice News hath become. I got started at Vice. They didn't want to do news. This is the reality. They wanted to uh, any any documentaries that didn't actually make it anywhere. They were going to put on its own page and just label it Vice News. They had always done. I went there and I said, guys, you should do field reporting. And they were like, meh. And then I, they said, let's do a trial. I went and covered Turkey, the, um, the Gezi Park protests. It was massive. The live stream viewership was in the tens of thousands. And they were like, this is huge. They had, they had it playing on all the TVs at the office. And they said, OK, let's do news. And I said, yes. Now look what they are. Man, I wonder what would have happened if I never showed up, if I just didn't go for it. Hmm. Well, I was the first person they hired for it. I wasn't the boss or anything. But they hired me. I was producing content for Vice News. And then they started building a team around it. And they made the mistake of, you know, the, the, the CEO uh, basically gave his friend a job. That's, this is my view of it. And then his friend didn't know what he was doing and ran it to the ground, ended up getting fired. Himself was accused, uh, had it faced a Me Too allegation. Amazing. So this is where we are. I'll put it this way. To wrap all this up, people wonder what happened to Vice News. I'll tell you. I had a friend who was a high-ranking employee who told me that it used to be edgy, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Then they had a couple of Me Too allegations. The guy who ran news was Me Too. The, uh, high, the, like the C-suite people were also accused. And so what I was told by this high-ranking employee is that, a staff member, the investors came in and said, you need to get ahead of this. You need to embrace feminism. Otherwise, they will destroy you. And they, uh, you know, we're going to lose our investment. They said, OK, fine, we'll do it. And that was it. They have been taken over and they are being worn like a skin suit. Vice is not what it once was. And that's why they're publishing this garbage. May as well be a zombie. I'll leave it there, though. Good for Johnny Depp. Bad for Amber Heard. 
should be a wake up call to anybody who would lie, cheat or steal their way to the top. Next segment is coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you all then. The new documentary from Matt Walsh and the Daily Wire is out titled What is a Woman? Matt Walsh seeks to answer a simple question by asking many experts and progressives, what is a woman? The documentary is extremely well produced. It is perfectly edited. It is well paced. It's, it's, it's fantastic. And it really does address the issue of modern gender ideology in a very, very, it's done very, very well. I was impressed with uh, Matt Walsh's ability to interview many of these people, the way he approached it. And uh, it seems like he approached it from a, a, sta- like a, a relatively neutral point of view. And then he gradually gets more into the pushback, which was, it's just well done. You know, asking some of these psychologists and, and medical doctors about prescribing, prescribing medications to children, and then him just, okay, tell me more, tell me more. There's some shocking stuff here. But here's the big news. The Daily Wire comes under sustained DDoS attack intended to disrupt premiere of what is a woman. The other night, they did a premiere. I believe it, was, it may have been a live stream of what is a woman. That's the documentary. We were live on Timcast IRL. Someone sent us a super chat saying they took down the uh, what is a woman, the Daily Wire's documentary. Now, what they meant was someone took it down like they went after. We thought it was YouTube. During the show on YouTube, we had a point in the show where it froze. And it's always funny because whenever this happens on Timcast IRL, it's like at a key moment, you know, I'm going to get in trouble. But, you know, uh, Ian's talking about the CIA and then freeze. And then that whole part of the conversation just vanishes. The other day, I asked our guest, Joe Bob, that's really his name, uh, Joe Bob. I said, question, how many buildings fell on 9-11? And he went three. And I was like, right. Most people don't know that. The point was not to start a conversation about 9-11. The point was, you know, people don't read the news. So when we said never forget, a lot of people never knew in the first place. But when we bring that up, freezes. I thought that was funny. Maybe a coincidence, but I got I to gotta be honest. There's so many glitches that just negatively impact certain conversations. But this is it. This is real. We at Timcast IRL have been attacked for similar reasons. We have been hit by cyber attacks as well. The Daily Wire was hit because... The woke ideas are losing. They are losing and they know it. I'm going to I want I want to show you the Daily Wire story, but I got to show you this first. Daily Mail reports new documentary shows pediatricians saying prebubescent kids are ready for trans hormone therapy whenever they ask for it and claiming you can pause hormones like music with the same drugs used to chemically castrate child abusers. Put it that way. Yo, this documentary was good. I mean, these people are saying these words to Matt Walsh. He's like, this chemical that you're prescribing, they use it to chemically castrate, let's just say abusers. And the woman's like, oh, oh, they don't like it. Some of these clips are amazing when they, uh, why, why are you saying truth? Truth is offensive. Yet their ideas are indefensible. They can't answer a simple question. And when Matt Walsh asks, what is a woman? They respond with like, you don't even know what a woman is? And Matt Walsh goes, an adult human female. Why? What do you think it is? Uh, I don't, you know, I, uh, they have no answer. So this is what they resort to. Check this out. The Daily Wire came under a sustained DDoS attack during the world premiere of What is a Woman that was intended to disrupt people being able to access the highly anticipated film. 
We have confirmed that Real Daily Wire experienced a significant sustained DDoS attack. Okay, pause. DDoS means distributed denial of service. A million requests per minute at the peak flooded our system and created challenges for many viewers. You know what, guys? Daily Wire friends. No, no, it, it wasn't a DDoS. It was demand. Let's just do that. They want to play dirty games? Okay, let's play this. Wow. The Daily Wire was getting a million requests per minute for this documentary. It must be the best documentary ever. Okay, it was a DDoS attack. But you get the point I'm trying to make. Play the PR, right? We are working to address these challenges in real time. Boring edit, the uh, co of the Daily Wire. Even so, the premiere had more viewers than any stream in the history of the site. A huge success for an amazing film. Someone doesn't want you to see this movie. See it anyway. I, I, I'll tell you this. This is the documentary you want to show your friends and family when they don't believe you. When they tell you that the media is tr- telling the truth, just say, okay, check out this documentary. It's a documentary. I don't know. If you, you argue it, tell me why I'm wrong. Don't even tell them what it is. Just be like, do you want to watch a documentary with me? And play it and see how they react. See what their responses are. Brandon Strzok told us, he's the walk away guy, that when he first watched that video that debunked his worldview, it was painful. He said, Donald Trump mocked this disabled guy. And then someone said, no, he didn't. Here's the video. He's like, I'm not watching that. And then he thought, you know what? I'm going to watch it and prove her wrong. And he watched it. And it was like pain in his brain. I've never, I've never had that, but I can understand people who have. And I've never had that because I think from a young age, my parents taught me to distrust. So I've just always been like, I don't believe you. Whatever. You know, one of these days, there's going to be like a story where it's like the media was right the whole time. And I'm going to go, no, because I just believed it was full of lies. This documentary is fantastic. I said it a million times. But the issue here is the cyber attack happened because they are losing. Let me show you this from two X chromosomes. Two X chromosomes with 13.4 million members with their big old Pride Month flag up top. A study has found that a majority of Democrat men under 50 and a super majority of Republican men under 50 agree with the statement, quote, Feminism has done more harm than good. Whoa. What? Democrat men are saying that? Keep in mind, as we see Roe falling, femicide increasing and birth control coming under attack, too little mainstream fanfare. Yo, I couldn't believe this when I saw it. But whether it's true or not, this is exactly why they are sending the full weight of cyber attacks against the Daily Wire. Because the Daily Wire is part of the reason. The other day, I covered this story from Fast Company that said something like, why you must beware of right-wing comedy. From Joe Rogan to the Babylon Bee to the Daily Wire. Joe Rogan, right-wing comedy? Yo, the woke cult is losing and they know it. This is crazy. I'm going to show you this poll, but it's got some caveats. The point here is when these woke people see this and they're like, Young men think feminism is bad. Two things happen. They recoil in anger and rage because of the pain I just explained. Brandon Strzok said he felt pain. Well, these people are like, no, I've dedicated my life to these ideas. I have a friend who told me that his dad was a physicist. And there was this big thing happening with like string theory and M theory a while back. I'm not a physicist. I don't know. But the general idea was that there are physicists who have dedicated their lives to a theory. Maybe it's, um, you know, string theory or M theory or whatever. M theory, I think, is the latest version. I don't keep up on physics. And what happens is when a new young, uh, 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 when an up and coming young star approaches and says, I have a new theory that's better than yours. They reject it outright because 
if if their theory is wrong, 20, 30 years of their lives down the toilet, they, they, they chased after this and to a dead end, they can't accept it. So the old guard often will reject new ideas saying, I will not accept that 30 years of my life were for nothing. That's what they're seeing right now. When young men, both Democrat and Republican, are rejecting this, they say no. And they get angry and say, I will destroy you before I accept that I was wrong. That's what they say. So they'll DDoS the Daily Wire because Matt Walsh made a documentary where he asks simple questions. What's a woman? And you know what the experts say? Exactly. They basically say a woman is someone who identifies as a woman. What? And then I love it because you've seen the Dr. Phil thing. He's like, what is that? A woman. What is a woman? A person identifies as a woman. What are you saying? Bro, Matt, I know exactly where you're at. We had a progressive on the show on IRL and he was like, conservatives are just saying trans people don't exist. And I said, what do you mean trans people don't exist? They're saying trans people don't exist. I'm like, Ben Shapiro talks with Blair White. He knows she's trans and that she exists. What do you mean? They don't mean anything. There's no ideas behind what they're saying. So this is what we see. Now, these people are, are, are rightly upset about this, but there is a caveat. Let me first show you. This is the wrong one. Let me show you uh, this right here. This is the SPLC. Ah, now it's all coming into focus. Perhaps the story isn't completely true. No, I, I do think that feminism and wokeness are losing. But this is the origin of the of the comment made from June 1st. This is just from the other day. SPLC poll finds substantial support for great replacement theory and other hard right ideas. Hard right. What does that mean? Hard right ideas. We'll go through it. I'd like to point out the Southern Poverty Law Center needs to tell you the problem exists if they're going to ask you for money. I worked for nonprofits. I fundraised for them. And I've encountered nonprofits that lie overtly for you to give them money. If they came out to you and said, young people are woke, you'd be like, okay, then you don't need money from me. Congratulations. We've won, right? Mm. Nonprofits need to make sure the problem persists. Otherwise, they go out of business. You know, a a normal business, they're in the business of selling you whatever it is they sell. A, A dairy farm wants to sell you milk. Well, you're going to need milk until you don't need to eat, and you're always going to need to eat. So that business will last forever, won't it? A nonprofit says, here's a problem we're going to solve. If they solve the problem, they go to business. Can't have that. Let's take a look at some of these polls. What does the SPLC say? The Great Replacement. They say, as you know, the demographic makeup of America is changing and becoming more diverse. With the U.S. Census estimating white people will be a minority in approximately 25 years. Generally speaking, do you find these changes to be very positive, somewhat positive, somewhat negative, or very negative? Very positive. Among Democrats, 27%. That is creepy. It is, it is creepy that Democrats are like, oh, thank you, less white people. Republicans, 8% say very positive. Also creepy. It is creepy to me that people are going to be like, it's a good thing. Independent voters are, are at 12%. Somewhat positive. 20 percent Republicans, 36 percent Democrats and 27 percent independents. Yo, I don't believe that. They believe it's positive that white people are going to be a minority. Somewhat negative is 24 for Republicans, 12 percent for Democrats and 24 independent. Very negative, 23 percent Republican, 5 percent Democrat, 9 percent independent and don't know at 25 for Republicans, 19 percent Democrats and 20 percent independents. Anyone who is saying that it's a good thing that white people will be a minority are creepy to me. That being said, 
The people who are saying it is negative, I also have questions about their ideology. The reality is there's not even an I don't care option because I don't care. I literally don't care. Don't know. Yo, I think you needed and neither. It's not positive or negative. It's immaterial as far as I'm concerned. Now, that's just me. I don't think race is is or should be a, a component of how we view government or our country or our values. What matters is the values we hold as a nation and the culture we build. I know people of all races who are really good people. I know conservatives who are black. For some reason, the race didn't determine what their politics was going to be. But culture does. And the left likes to use race to try and force people to follow certain ideas, telling you you're racist or whatever. Now, I just I just hope people are good people and I, I don't care about race. If I meet someone who's black and they're a bad person, I don't care that they're black. I care that they're a bad person. If I meet someone who's black and they're a good person, I don't care that they're black. I care that they're a good person. I meet I meet people of mixed race backgrounds all the time. And I'm like, which which race am I supposed to peg to which characteristic? Right. You, you can't. It's the stupidest thing. The reality is race doesn't matter. It matters in a certain, you know, and, and maybe some contexts about, you know, there are people who are racist. But for the most part, let's have good values in this country. Let's not celebrate white people becoming a minority. That's creepy. It's just racism. Let's just celebrate if we can expand ideas of personal responsibility, meritocracy, and liberty. And then we can have that everybody holding hands under the rainbow. And they're all like, we agree. Let's be responsible to ourselves and then to each other. The Great Replacement. Do you feel the changing demographics of America pose a threat to white Americans? Overwhelmingly, no. Strongly, yes. Even Democrats? Okay, that's weird. What? To American values. But I don't care about the Great Replacement, to be completely honest. Democrats have proposed this stuff. Let's go down to feminism, gender roles, and identity. Agreement that, quote, feminism has done more harm than good by age, gender, and party. According to the SPLC, check this out. Among younger Democratic women, 71% disagree. But 20, 23% agree? Hold on. 23% of younger Democrat women think feminism is bad? Wow. Or worse than good. That's what we put. Older Democrat women, it's 10 agreeing. 87% disagree. Younger Democrat men. This is where it gets interesting. 46% of younger Democratic men say feminism has done more harm than good. And only 41% disagree with that. Older Democratic men like feminism more than women do. 94% disagree. Younger Republican women, 52% agree feminism does more harm than good. And 34% disagreed. Older Republican women, basically the same numbers. Young Republican men, two to one. 62% say it's done more harm than good. And 31% disagree. And among older Republican men, they actually disagree at 52%. This is amazing. Young Democrat men and young Republican men agree. Yo, wow. There's a reason for this. And our good friends over at 2X Chromosomes bring it up. Older people in general, they think feminism is getting women the right to, giving women the right to vote. Yeah, well, everybody think that's, think, thinks that's good. Younger generation sees feminism, the different. Fem- so we had, we had a, a, a boomer on the show. Um, who said feminists don't believe in war. Feminists, you know, don't want segregation, blah, 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 blah. And then I had to be like, maybe your generation's feminists, our generation's feminists do. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Who's more likely to wave a Ukrainian flag, a guy with a MAGA hat or a guy with a pussy hat? Right, the guy with the pussy hat. You're more likely to see someone identify as feminist and be in favor of war with war in Ukraine than you are to see the inverse. Like a guy with a MAGA hat. A guy with a MAGA hat is going to be like, no war. Jimmy Dore said it, and Jimmy Dore is lefty. He said, Donald Trump's the anti-war president. That's right, he is. Gender roles and gender identity. Agreement that men should be represented and valued more in our society by age, gender, and party. Young Democratic women disagree. Older Democratic women disagree. Younger Democratic men agree. What? This is crazy. Younger Democrat men, two to one, Agree, men should be represented and valued more in our society. Yo, young Republican women agree. Older Republican women agree. Younger Republican uh, men agree at basically the same levels as young Democrat men. And older Republican men agree. What? Yo, feminists are losing and it is brutal. Now, 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 now. It could just be that this is... um favorable to the SPLC's worldview that they need to rile up young people and say, we're losing. You need to give us money. I guess they never accept when they're winning. So of course they would just claim they're losing. They need to be victims. If they came out and said that they were winning, well, then they're not going to make money, are they? I don't know. Maybe it's legit. Maybe they actually did this poll and it was a legitimate poll. I don't know. Gender roles and identity agree that transgender people are a threat to children. Uh, so young Democrat women disagree. Older Democrat women disagree. Younger Democrat men and older Democrat men both disagree. But 42% of young Democrat men agree with the statement that transgender people are a threat to children. Yo, that's crazy. The only group with a strong majority is young Republican men at 57 to 43, 57% of young Republican men think that transgender people are a threat to children. Older Republican women also agree, but it's a plurality, not a majority, 45%. Yo, that's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Old Republican women and young Republican men, but older Republican men don't agree. Young Republican women don't agree. Weird, right? I think the whole thing's weird. Here we go. This is where it gets real interesting, huh? Gender roles and gender identity agree that transgender people are trying to indoctrinate children into their lifestyles. Democratic women, both young and old, disagree. But younger Democratic women, about a third, agree that's true. Young Democrat men disagree, but 40% do agree. Young Republican women, 66% agree. Old Republican women, 62% agree. Young Republican men, 64% agree. Older Republican men, 60% agree. All in all, all of this data assuming it's true, shows that the culture war has shifted. The right is winning. The right's worldview is dominant. And I think it's because moderates are reading the news and they know what's legit and what's not legit. There's a reality here. 
gender ideology agree that gender ideology has corrupted American culture, according to this this poll. And we can see, yo, older Republican women, 75 percent say yes. The plurality of young Democrat men say yes. 76 percent of older Republican men say yes. It's, it's so weird, isn't it? Basically, out of eight categories, you have five that agree with that statement. Crazy days, huh? I wonder what this means to the future. I think the future is going to be very, 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 very conservative. Let me show you this uh, this post from Two X Chromosomes. I'm a lesbian, but almost every guy friend I've had has a hard time with it just being platonic. I'm F-17 in high school, female 17. Almost every time I've made a male friend, they've ended up wanting to be more than friends, even when they know I'm not interested in men. It's so annoying. I've genuinely had a hard time socially because of this, even when it's not direct. They won't treat me like I'm just another normal human being. I have a few stable guy friends, but I just don't understand why the vast majority is so weird about it. Had multiple friend groups break up over this, and I'm honestly kind of kind of tired of perfectly fine friends making everything awkward. Any suggestions? A reality check would help. I think guys can be friends with women. Anybody who's married knows this. There are married couples that have, you know, female friends, but I suppose it's a couple who's friends with another couple. I, I have many female friends, but I suppose the reality is as a teenager, you don't hang out consistently. I mean, you hang out consistently with different friend groups and you're trying to find your place and you are all basically basically courting. Maybe this is why the 17 year old is, is worried about this, but um, it's because men and women are different. There you go. Males and females are different. The top comment says I'm 30 and I haven't had a male friend since middle school. Guys aren't sexually attracted to me, so they pretty much ignore me. I pretty much have stopped believing in male friendship. Yeah, men and women are different. I think women have a different view of what friendship is compared to what guys do. I think I, I, I think most people recognize this phenomenon. It's not absolute. I mean, there are gay guys who are friends with women, and there are straight guys who are friends with women too. And, you know, I have several female friends, really good friends, some of my best friends, and that's all we'll ever be as friends. Well, I, got, I don't got any issues. I think there are people who genuinely believe there's like a blank slate that men can just turn off the way they feel and turn off their hormones. This should be a wake up call. People are now realizing, at least this is an example of her being like, huh, men and women are different. You see this poll from all these all this data from SPLC. Maybe it just means men and women are different. So I'll tell you this, guys. Go watch What is a Woman at whatisawoman.com. Shout out to the Daily Wire crew. I'm a big fan of all the stuff they're doing. This is not paid promo in any way. They gave me an advanced screener. That was about it. I watched it and was genuinely impressed. And I think it's very, very important. What the Daily Wire guys are doing is absolutely fantastic. I am jealous. I'm sitting back like, man, we got to get a documentary like that. What is Tim Cast doing over here? We got to hire some documentary filmmakers to get on this because I am jealous of the great work they've done. Uh, no, they're really rad, and I and I you definitely got to watch what is a woman. It's gonna it's you are you're gonna be angry, but you're also gonna laugh, and hopefully data like this is a white pill moment. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at YouTube.com/slash Timcast. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all then. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. 
Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.